Hi, I'm Marilyn and welcome to my Lead Your Day show. Casual chats, interviews with inspiring people and lots of teaching with an inside out approach to not just building your own business, but being the leader your world is absolutely a craving to follow. In a nutshell, I teach entrepreneurs to lead and that starts with leading your day. Hey, real quick, before I jump in to the episode today, I just wanted to let you know that, yay, Lead Your World Entrepreneurs is open. It is the group coaching uh, membership that like no other. So if you really want a safe place to explore this whole um, great reset in the way that we work, that it's uh, sympathetic to our nervous systems and uh, that you, look, you have a desire to put your wow into the world in a whole new way, but you know, fear raises its head and, but you want a different way of managing that fear and you're sick of the hustle, you're sick of the uh, push and the shove and the survival and the, and the, you know, the, the whole conquering sort of, uh, you know, boss babe sort of mentality and you want to come s- somewhere where you feel like you're home, I'd highly recommend that you, well, check us out. Uh, it's a great, great place to nurture your dream and grow your dream and to scale that business of yours. So we're open now. Uh, we are jumping into a new subject next uh, month in, in September called Lead Your Mind. So if you'd like to be a part of that, uh, do sign up now, like now, before the end of August. And also, if you go to the information page, you'll see an amazing, crazy, crazy, crazy bonus. So if you jump on, I'm not going to give it away now, but you have to go and see it. So if you go to marilyn.com slash join L. YW, which is join Lead Your World, short for Lead Your World, all lowercase, join LYW. And I hope to see you in the membership. On today's show, I'm interviewing another Lead Your World student slash member slash friend. And Antoinette has truly become a friend. She is a fellow Australian, but she lives in London. Also, another reason why we've connected so well, because I spent a lot of years living in London myself. And she has a business that was definitely affected by uh, all that's going on in 2020 and the lockdown. She uh, is a personal trainer and uh, all things healthy. And she was doing boot camps. You know, when you drive past, uh, you know, ovals or parks and you see all those people out and the mist is rising, they're out doing exercise and you think, "Mm, I really should be out there, but boy, they look cold. Well, she's one of the leaders at the head of that. She started her own business of that. She'd done it for many others for many years and then COVID hit. So she's now pivoting online, but as the lockdown is starting to open up again, wow, she is just taking off. I think you'll really enjoy this interview, not just about her business, but about mm, the the healthier life. Enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another week of Lead Your Day Live. Uh, This week I have Antonetta Angelina Viola with me and she is a, well, she's a a fitness expert Uh, and she's got a a summit coming up uh, of 
lots of experts talking about the real reason why we can't lose weight, the real reason behind weight loss. Um, and she's very much focused on the science. But let's park that for a moment. And I, I would like to introduce uh, Antonetta to you. Hi, Antonetta. Hello, Marilyn. Good morning to everybody. Hello. How are you going? Well, it's evening here. Uh, I'm in Sydney, Australia. Antonetta is in, in London. So it's morning in Europe and London, that side of the world. Uh, and uh, yeah. Antonetta, I met about a year ago. Uh, she reached out to me for some help to go uh, from an offline business to an online business. And now she's part of my Lead Your World uh, entrepreneur. Antonetta uh, reached out to me over a year ago with help. She had a successful offline business and she wanted to move online. This was well before COVID, before we were compulsory in locking down. And uh, she wanted to move online and uh, she, so she joined my entrepreneurs and uh, my VIP program. So Antonetta, you had a successful business offline Line and now suddenly you're forced to go online. Tell us about that. Yes, it's been a bit of a, a challenge in terms of the, the COVID, especially in the UK and in London. So that has now subsided, which is a great thing. So we're, we're post lockdown. Um, and during lockdown, I did have a, um, a, a free guide that, that went out and um, that was very, very successful. So thank you very much for your help, Marilyn, with that. That was for me, extraordinary in terms of going from an online business, so uh, off, uh, offline, sorry, face to face with people to going online. So that learning curve was quite exponential, and yeah. really, it's it's been um, a challenge that I really thrive on now because it's knowing the tech, knowing how to go through all those um, processes is becoming more familiar, if mm. that makes any sense. So, again, still learning, um, but uh, that transition, it was having to use that that usual word that people use now, pivot the business, so that yeah. it becomes a bit more um, mm. user-friendly to the audience and the, mm. the circumstances mm. and the environment that we're in at the moment. Mm. Yeah, which is still, it's still significant. So we yeah. need to still pay attention to that. And you're a great example of you just embraced it, embraced the challenge, embraced the change with the frustrations, of course, and you said, right, I have to go online now. And uh, But you'd already made that decision beforehand that you wanted to reach a wider audience with your message of health. So um, why health and fitness? Why that industry? Tell us a little bit about your background and what got you into it. Um, it started many years ago and um, it was when I was 17 I started in the fitness industry um, and the, the real truth is because um, I went to a, a gym and they wanted a membership and I just went oh at the time I was still at school and going into university at an early age actually I started university when I was about 17 18 so um, and I went well I don't want to really pay that money so I went let's why don't I become an instructor? So I teach at the gym. So that's what happened. And I sort of fell into it rather than um, purposefully went into the fitness industry. Even though I was athletic and in athletics um, from a young age, it just was an easy transition. So mm -hmm. from there, I then um, another, another easy transition was into dietetics. And I became a 
diet, registered dietitian. So it, it has just flown that way rather than a purposeful, mm-hmm. um, you know, and direct, um, what's it called? Um, a direct career, career path. path. Yeah, sort yeah, of all over yeah, so it, it's, it has transpired that way. Then I went into getting my master's in public health again through somebody um, when I went into work in rural, rural and remote Australia. It's a bit hard to say sometimes, two to three hours. Um, so it was it was somebody knocking on my office door saying, oh, there's this, um, you know, professor and we've got this master's in public health. Would you like to attend? And, again, it was like, thank you very much, but, no, I, I'm, I'm really you know, keen on focusing on my career rather than studying again. But again, that persistence continued. And eventually, God bless her, I went into, I finished my master's in public health. So via research. Mm. So again, it's been that sort of, you know, path that, that, that I haven't really focused on, you know, 100%. It's just evolved that way, to be fair. Mm. Now, did you go into it because you just you were the sporty type? Uh, you know, growing up, there was always the sporty types who went into something like what you've done. Or did you? You mentioned something about a car accident that took you in that in that direction as well. Yeah, I had it when I was probably just um, after I worked in rural and remote Australia. I then went into a, uh, to live in and work in a town called Townsville in in Queensland, Australia, and I had a car accident and it was just on my way home from work. And I thought, well, this is, you know, really a, mm. a, um, a very, uh, what's it called, a, a, a fork in the road. Where do you go after a serious car accident? And I was hit at 80 Ks. And wow. uh, very, very luckily, very luckily um, was... Um, survive to be fair because if it was anything bigger than a, a little Ford Fiesta thing that hit my car um oh you know it would have been a bit more tragic but from there I still have um issues with with my um neck and back because of the whiplash that that occurred on that day but over time that has passed but I put on a lot of weight after that mm. car accident so um it was very debilitating I couldn't do my exercise so I totally understand how when you put on weight, it's very um, hard to start to to transition back into what you usually do. And I had to go to mm-hmm. therapy, et cetera, um, and get myself back on track with my own health. Um, so really it's it's understanding that it's that circumstances happen within our lives. And then mm-hmm. we have to start, and I like to use that word pivot now, <laughs> pivot. The way we start thinking of our our actions and also the help that we need. So I actually went to um, physio, did my own dietetics, looked at what I could do myself, and I couldn't even hold a um, a handbag on my shoulder. Wow! So I went to and and this is very serious. And so I thought, well, what else can I do? Being in the fitness industry, I went, okay, let's go and do. Um, pool therapy, aqua therapy, mm. um, I think that's what they call it. So I started walking in the water and running in the water. So I thought, what do athletes do? What do they do to get their own fitness after, you know, after re- after an incident, an injury, say in football, what do they do for their own rehab? So I went, mm. okay, I have to be the rehab queen for myself. So I went and started walking in water and, and jogging in to, to my neck. So 
really just doing that. And eventually I went, okay, let's see what else I can do and built on those small fitness steps that I had to start with. So again, and I've never done, um, I've taught aquatherapy or um, I can't remember what they call it now, but pool therapy um, and aquarobics, that's what it was called at the time, <laughs> aquarobics. And so I've taught that many times, but I never actually did it. It was from the pool side. It was the irony of that is very funny so I had to actually apply that in my own life yeah so you were a lot almost like your own therapist pretty much yeah pretty much and, and how was, long did it sorry go on no I just said and it was it was that you know switch the mindset switch mm. for me was it was quite a challenge at the time because I'd never been injured so it mm. was a real eye-opener to to that difficulty of getting back into activity Mm. And how long did the process take? Do you feel felt your, your health uh, was back online and you brought your weight down? It was about three to six months, to be honest. Um, it wasn't that long. And yeah. So if it's that the real targeted approach to the way you do food and the the focus mindset process, it it's that targeted um, to you rather than. I'm going to say a one-size-fits-all, which yeah. people think, oh, let's, let's grab that off-the-shelf mm. process. Mm. So that's where I um, put my own, um, I, had to, I had to take my own advice <laughs> and turn that into a plan that was purposeful for me, not for anybody else. And also it was, it was um, quite, a, quite a trying time at, at, at when I was doing that, yeah. Because I was injured, still injured. So yeah. when you're injured, mm. you can't move. And and even now thinking about it, you think, oh, you know, it's mm. it, it doesn't seem it doesn't you, you you're not in that place. So I've mm. even just now I had to put myself back into that place and say, oh yeah, I was that way, and I had those difficulties, and I got out of them. And it was about individualized approaches to how I needed to get my own self fit, mm -hmm. healthy, and active again. Mm. What were the mental challenges you faced? Because it must have been, you know, you're injured, you're feeling sorry for yourself. And a lot of people, when their health goes, their, their mental health falters as well. How did you get through it? And what, what, what tips would you give to people if they're finding themselves in that place where they're, they're either injured and they're not motivated or, they're, uh, or that a lot of us are put on weight during lockdown? Um, I'm surprised the planet hasn't shifted orbits because of the extra weight everyone's put on. Uh, what would you? What did you learn um, about mindset during that period? What could help us, or the viewer, or the listener? Absolutely, Marilyn. It's um really. I started journaling. Just reflecting now, I started journaling about my injuries and about the way that I was feeling, um, and also as I'll mention later on, it's tracking. I was tracking what I was eating so that I was aware of not um, overeating and overindulging. So it was um, those two tips for me were the key and also doing the small little steps like that aqua pool therapy that I was going to that showed me that I can still do activity even though I was still injured, um, I, I was very um, 
tanned at the time because it was an outdoor pool in Townsville. So we that was that was outdoors and um, that was the, another benefit. So, you know, I call it the looking good part also made you feel better. Being out in the sun makes you feel better and that serotonin effect. So mm. it's really those small little simple steps that you think, oh, and I'll just sit at home and I'll just just won't bother and I'll just quit. And it's like, no, let's let's flip it, let's change it, let's get those little little milestones. I call them the little um, little pebbles that you can take every single day, so that you're actually changing that mindset, changing the way you're doing things. And plus, people, my family were in Newcastle, so they couldn't come up to assist or help. Um, and at the time, I was living um, on my own, so I had to do all those other activities like the shopping and the cooking. But really, it's about those small, simple milestones that you can do that are the key Mm. to getting back into your fitness and getting Mm. back into your health and feeling good about yourself. Mm. How important is it to have someone help you? I mean, you did it on your own because your master's degree, it was your career. But how... What is the value of having help with this? And 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 how does that relate to customising it? Because there's so much, I know in business training and marketing, there's also a lot of off-the-shelf uh, methodologies and strategies. And I'm a little bit like, oh, they don't work for everybody. But, you know, you've got different personalities, you've got different um, business models, but same with you. You've got different body shapes, you've got different, uh, you know, even blood types, all sorts of health differences talk about that for a bit Antonetta yeah lovely thank you Marilyn it's that the it's really important that I'm going to use this line that I've I've coined is there's no diet there's no one diet fits all it's like no one size Mm. fits all even in clothes but really the research is showing individualized and really specific one-to-one training is the key to looking at your weight and you looking at your health especially in the dietetic field and also the fitness field you can do group training that's not a problem but what's really important in terms of the food side of things it really is that individualized approach that really works because then the dietitian looks at everything from the food your fitness your psychology looking at your environment, looking at, you know, your workplace, your home life. So it's like a it's like an MOT that you do with your car. We spend more time fixing up our cars than we than we address our health. Mm. So that's what what I like to see. It's like where is and you know, we have the health checks etc, but mm. we need to start focusing on our health and looking at how that that message of what and, and I think because of the time that we're in at the moment, our health is what really matters. So, what are you doing to actually start focusing on that and focusing on how to get that individualized approach that actually works? Athletes do it. Mm. Football, and I have worked in the in the professional football um, arena in the UK. They have a dietitian. They employed me, a sports dietitian. They have a psychologist. They have a sports scientist. They have X, Y, and Z. So why don't you? Why don't we have those as much as as we can? Because they're available. 
Mm. If you were, uh, look, we're all sitting here, we've all put on weight, we've all been comfort eating, we're all boredom for eating. As a dietitian, what would you say is, a, is one practical thing that we could start with today? We can do an audit of our fridge. <laughs> we can do an audit of our of our um, kitchen cupboards and really see where those I call it the empty calories are coming from for those those extra bits of now don't get me wrong a nice chocolate is great at different times but how many chocolate bars how many biscuits how many of those empty calorie items do we have in our fridge do we have in our and it's not saying there's food good food and bad food we need to to see food as a fuel, not a filler. That's my new line. So what would we be looking for in this audit? What would we do? It's looking at where are more fruit and veg in our fridges, in our cupboards. Where are we looking at looking at the, the low glycemic index foods, no, you know, high white fibre, you know, you can say white, white processed items. So looking at the more multigrain um, approaches to to bread and bread's not the enemy either and carbs aren't the enemy so we need them to fuel our our bodies so it's cho our choices mm. even um, that's right there's there's those simple things that we can do to look at um taking them into our in our, in our life yeah Mm. Well, yeah, if they're not in the cupboard and not in the fridge, we don't usually eat them, do we? So it's just a matter of yeah. um, and any tips when you go shopping? Should you like what can help you not put the wrong things in your grocery basket? I, I like that one, Marilyn. It's, it's sticking to a list. And that's where I even don't go down the chocolate and biscuit aisle. <laughs> Because I know that I'm going to go. Oh, that one's not too bad, and that one, that one over there, that mint, you know, uh, the after dinner mints. And sometimes, as I was speaking to a colleague, Stacy, she said I could mention this. She goes down the chocolate aisle and then eats the Aero mint Aero bar by the time she gets to the checkout. <laughs> and I've done that. I've done that. So think, one thing I do, I know, is I don't go hungry. Like if I go hungry to the that's grocery. That's another one. Yes, perfect, Marilyn. If you go hungry, you're going to find all those items in, oh, a bit of this and a bit of extra that. And so it really becomes, you know, a double shop rather than a single shop. Mm. So it's those little simple things. And then you, what you, what I usually do is keep to the forefront of my mind what my goal is what am i what am i working towards and in the expert showcase i speak to one of um the experts holly harrington and we spoke about our why and i made a little pun oh the why in the sky and i said yes that that why in the sky just keeps us on track so how are we keeping our mental focus on track so that we're in you know especially when we're going shopping that's in the forefront of our mind. So, again, those little simple things, people, you know, push them aside, but we really need to think about how are we going to start focusing and doing those simple things to keep us on track, really. Mm. So, Antonetta, I mean, these, this sounds like all good common sense. We learn this sort of stuff. What's the so what behind what you do? I mean, your business is called Smarter Health. You've got what is the Smarter Health framework? What's the so what about it? Why is it different to everything else that's out there? 
Yeah, that's a very good question. The Smarter Health framework is about the food, the fitness, and the focus. And I put the focus, our mindset, at the base because that's what keeps us steady. Then on the other two parameters is the food and the fitness. But we also need to have other um, monitors, like in terms of we need to get the courage to start um, taking action, the clarity of that action and the commitment. And above all around that is confidence and consistency. I know they're all seeds, aren't they? But <laughs> that's how I like to operate is especially consistency. That's the key to getting the weight off long term. Mm. And it is with that professional support as well. Mm. And how do you do I mean, I know we all like, right, it's a new year's or it's the start of the month, right, I'm going to go now. And yet, you know, you have a bad day or it's that time of the month for us girls and we fall off the wagon. What's your advice about falling off the wagon? What do we do? Again, the most important thing is about tracking and that journaling. People don't pay attention to that as much as is um advised but that simple act just keeps those thoughts those emotional thoughts onto the paper rather than going into the fridge or yeah. going into the shops or what whatever if that... Done that what if you've done that Antonetta I've gone I've looked gone and had six chocolate then bars. you call somebody like myself and debrief about it <laughs> because say, i know what happens i do it myself i you beat yourself yeah. up you who who of the listeners do that you know what it's like you beat yourself yeah. up you're full of shame you feel of guilt how mm -hmm. does someone get over that and start again the next day yep and that is through processes and um just those very simple things that I work with with my clients. How do you get over that? What do you do? And that's then discussed on a one-to-one -one level so that it is more specific to that individual and it can be done because I've worked with people in terms of that's and that's the number one, the overeating part is the number one um, top area that people um, need assistance with and it's yeah. not being shameful it's not mm. being um, it's in the modern day there's so much stress that we're under that mm. we get triggered all the time mm. and those triggers they can come from different areas of our life what we've experienced when we were a child to when we we're an adult and you know it, it became and also food is so accessible now Mm. We've got Uber Eats, we've got the Deliveroo's, mm. we've got the everything at your doorstep with food, but we've forgotten about how to do the simple things like cooking. Mm. And I know that the I'll come back to that question again because I've I've gone on a tangent, but the that that simple thing of cooking is also therapeutic, relaxing that brain. So that's another area that what we've spoken about previously in, in other. Um, business courses with yourself, Marilyn, is that parasympathetic and sympathetic um, mm. approach, that fight or flight. So everybody's in that fight or flight approach, and that builds up our cortisol in our in our bodies, a hormone that is released that that then starts us craving and overeating and increases our appetite. So we've mm. got to really reduce that and address the fact that okay, let's start 
even those simple breathing exercises mm-hmm. we've actually um, uh, recommended are the key to just bringing that whole body into a relaxation mode rather than escalating it into stress and 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 I, and I have to use the word anxiety and that overwhelming feeling of you know that that um, panic panic feeling yeah mm-hmm. so it's those simple things um, and also with my clients that I have they've got they're on a whatsapp group and they have access to me not 24 hours but you know nine to five in terms of how they can actually get some help on the spot rather than waiting another week because mm-hmm. that's what's the key is actually speaking to somebody straight away mm. so it sounds like your smarter health framework really does take into consideration that we will fall off the wagon that we will anxiety eat we will and that you've got a plan in place for that which is fantastic because often we just feel guilty and then we just we don't learn how to get back on ourselves and i think that's that's really key. So thank you so much, Antonetta. We've got a question actually that's come up from, uh, I'm not sure who it is because I haven't put their name on there, but she says, yep. or he says, I have fibromyalgia, which currently knocks me out for up to two weeks a month. I have been working on the underlying nervous system resetting as it's caused by past trauma and stress. And moving when I'm fatigued is very challenging. For example, walking from one room to the other can lead to needing to sleep and nausea can cause difficulty with eating I've been doing gardening when I can through though I wondered if you have any tips for these types of things um for for that specific area I would say that needs a, a formal one-to-one approach as a dietitian we're under strict um codes of conduct in terms of making sure that if you've got a, a serious problem like your, yourself as the person that just mentioned in the question we need to do a one-to-one um, and make sure that we go through the whole assessment appropriately and uh, apologies i can't give you some specific things here um today but this is an online uh, call but one-to-one absolutely um i can make sure that we can we can help you out yeah definitely that does raise an interesting point is how much can diseases do you think be treated through diet and exercise um again i've had some other um experiences through my own health over the last 12 months slash maybe 10 years um and i have actually solved those for myself again, un, un, unknowingly, not unknowingly in terms of um, I didn't know that I was able to do that. And so it was um, uh, people have heard of um, ed, um, and, uh, was it called? endometriosis, but I had adenomyosis and I was in a lot of pain for a lot of time during that time of the month. And so it was a debilitating approach, but I still didn't have a day off and I still made sure I was at a lot of work, which I was working seven days at one point for about three to four years. So really those areas of health, fitness and mindset are the key. And my my top tip for people is see a professional because once you see a professional that has dealt with a lot of these experiences themselves, plus 
has the knowledge, skills, and plus the good attitude of helping you out, then that's where you can make those changes. And today, I have to say, Marilyn, I am not in pain. Mm-hmm. I make sure I do fitness and food. I'm I'm back into running, and I've got goosebumps at the moment because I couldn't run last year. Seriously, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to run. And for me, I'm not a runner. I'm a sprinter. That's what I usually say. I had to teach myself how to run, mm-hmm. um, and and train myself up to run. But now. I went um, I, and I didn't do it all in one go, but over the last probably six to eight weeks, I've built it up in 10-minute blocks so that now, seriously, this is yesterday, I did 30 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. that's, to me, is like I've, I've got serious goosebumps all over my body because I couldn't do that. And even teaching fitness last year, that was a no-go zone because I was in that much pain. I'd be curling up on the lounge in agonising pain. And for people who have women who have period pain, this was probably on a scale of not 1 to 10, 1 to 100. Mm-hmm. So those shifts in our mindset, in our fitness, in our food can happen because, mm-hmm. number one, not and a lot of women don't speak about these issues especially during that time of the month when we're we're got different emotions happening and we can go into a lot of the food cravings which I then realized no this cannot happen I put on a lot of weight as well I put on extra 10 kgs and I had to realize what I was doing again like the car accident back into okay let's log it down let's journal it Let's get back into the pool. Let's do those small little things that are going to start really focusing on what I really need. And also mindset. That is like the the area that people use flippantly, to, to in my opinion, um, but that's the key to a lot of the bullseye training, I call it now. I just made that up. Did you like that? Bullseye training. <laughs> so... So it is for yourself. So you, yeah. it's it's about what I was doing for me. And this is not about me. This is the, the real truth. It's not about me. It's about now how can I show women especially that they can do it for themselves and mm. sustain it. So that's where my public health training comes in. What's the sustainable stickability process that's going to be great and good for you rather than what's great and good for me is not going to apply to anybody else. So let's see how we can start shifting that pattern of women feeling great about themselves in their own bodies, in their body shape, and making them feel like that that confidence level of fitness because a lot of people are scared of being fit mm-hmm. and getting fit and going outside and getting fit <laughs> or doing yes. exercise. Yeah. So let's see how we can get people to have fun and serious fun getting active. And that's what I like to, and I've worked in that area for many years as well here in the UK with a large um, outdoor fitness company training up people in the centre of London. So it can be done from couch potato to super fit. That's my new line. Couch potato to super fit. (laughs) And I've got another comment here. Yes, mindset is everything. I refuse to believe that it is incurable. San, uh, try and test lots of different things. Yeah, exactly. And look, 
look, I think the medical profession is getting better. They're more open to more uh, holistic things now. But I know myself, the traditional doctor system, often they are just, they just, it's a little bit band-aid philosophy. Um, and they don't often look at the cause of a lot of the illnesses. And some, some, some of them can be emotional, they can be through trauma, they can through all sorts of things. But um, I love what Antonetta does, because she treats, she can treat those things through diet and through exercise that is customized for you and also for whatever is going on in terms of health issues. So please, if you like the sound of Antonetta, reach out to her. You just don't know. She might have a spot in her diary to even work with you. Um, and occasionally, I think you do sort of free sessions, don't you, just to have a little chat Absolutely. through. Mm. Yeah. The, the, the first session is always free. Um, it's, a, it's like a... Um, what's it called, a discovery call, if you want to call it that. Check it's up. a check-up. <laughs> I like a check-up. A check-up, yeah. Mm. And mm. it is. there is a, um, uh, a little survey that I, that I get people to go through just to get to know you and how you're different to somebody else. I don't, there's no one diet fits all with this process. Mm. And mm. that's what the, the I love irony that. of calling us the dietitian mm. is we've got training from psychology, biochemistry, um, you know, the whole science gamut, sociology, mm. the whole lot. So we're understanding people and translating the science into food. So there's mm. no, that we bridge that gap so that it creates uh, an easy process and simple things that you think, oh, what didn't I think of that before? How come I didn't do that before? Um, similarly with yourself, um, Marilyn, when I'm speaking to you about the business side, it's like, why didn't I think of that? How come I didn't I think of that before? Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? And, and look, it's amazing what you can learn. I mean, I discovered I had... Um, I was having headaches for years and the doctor just thought, oh, it might be sinus, it might be whatever. It turned out to be gluten intolerance. So it, it's amazing how much a lot of these things can relate to our diet and exercise and that kind of thing. And Janetta, thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, today. Uh, is there anything, you final thing you'd like to say? Um, really start to focus on your health and that means the whole gamut of your health. Um, really for me it's about getting people to kickstart what they already know and it's just that little bit of assistance that they need to to keep um, active look at what you're purchasing and also look at what your mindset is so those four pillars I call them the food fitness and focus for um, the smart health framework and that consistency again what are you doing most days that you can keep going most days so it's not every day, it's not that, you know, perfectionism that we've got. We just need to keep those little steps going and, and creating change one pebble at a time, one stepping stone at a time. Yeah. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you, Antonetta. If you have any questions at all for her, please, even if you're watching this on the replay, please pop uh, pop it in any of the comments below, wherever this is streaming, and we'll make sure that she gets those questions. And I'll put all the links in the comments as soon as we can. Thank you, Antonetta. Thank Bye, you everyone. So much, hey, can you do me a favour? I've got three things I'd love you to do. Number one, pause and hit subscribe right now. Then number two, share it with someone you know that needs to hear this. And number three, 
go and write me a review. Yeah, it's a bit of a hassle to go find what to do, but it's really worth it to get the message out. And then finally, set a goal to go for a daily walk and listen to this podcast. Because the faster we can share this message, the greater the benefits. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.